how do you keep yourself accountable? You can use some really simple and easy techniques, like a post-it note stuck to my computer screen. If I haven't done that thing, then maybe I haven't been productive to it. I haven't sort of moved the needle. I have a coach. I've got numerous coaches. And my business coach, each week's training is in my calendar. I do not miss it for anything because that's important for me as the coach to help be able to help my clients. So it's not just about being accountable to deliverables, but whatever is important to moving the needle needs to be in your calendar. Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm Samantha Riley, authority positioning strategist for coaches and experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, joined by the lovely Tim Hyde. How are you today, Tim? I'm really good. And you know what? For a change, it is actually a Thursday when we're recording this one. It actually is. I don't think we've ever recorded on a Thursday. We're usually, usually so crazy busy doing the rest, doing the rest of the week, right? <laughs> if we don't get in our recording at the beginning of the week, it doesn't normally happen. Well, Thursday is my catch-up day because I will start looking at the week and today we're going to talk about, like, you know, doing the work, DTW, right? Yeah. Thursday is always my catch-up day to go, am I on track? You know, we do a sort of that litmus test and go, am I on track for this week's goal? Have I done what I need to do? Because if I, not, if I haven't done it on Thursday, it's definitely not going to happen on Friday. Absolutely. I take Fridays off all the way. Fridays thing because it is, oh, I'll just Let's start Friday mornings. Let's no, no, be real. I, I'm is. always, to let me say, even though I say I take Fridays off, I'm always done by lunchtime. Let's just say that. It's <laughs> the middle of the year. I know, look, let's talk about that. We, we set the intention that we would have Friday afternoon off at the start mm-hmm. of the year, Sam. Yep. And uh, it's now in July. Are you taking still taking Friday afternoons off? I am. Or is work creeping in? Um. So there's a lot happening in our business right now with new hires and a lot of system changes. And I will admit, like Leon and I always go out for lunch on Fridays. However, two weeks ago at 3 p.m., Leon walked into my office and went, get your shoes on, we're going. That was the latest I've worked (laughs) all year. So we're back to like, I've already made a booking for Friday lunch for this week so that that doesn't happen. I love it. So much about setting the intention, isn't it? 100%. But how about you? Um, I'm pretty good. I do have a meeting this Friday afternoon. Yeah, um, that's uh, just because it was the only time it would fit in. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I have found, um, which I do definitely need to rein in. I have found my calendar a little bit being compromised. Like mm-hmm. Friday morning, I've got a six thirty a.m. meeting, mm-hmm. and the other night I had an eight thirty p.m. meeting, and I need mm-hmm. to get control of that mm. that shit. Right? So yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The- but I think it's awareness. When we're aware yep. of something, like of course things can creep in and things can change, but when we're aware of it, we can do something about it. And sometimes we'll say, well, we're going to let it slide because it works for us. And sometimes we need to put in systems so that it does change. And essentially, as you just mentioned, that is what we're going to be talking about today. Last week, we talked about the 11 mistakes that business owners make. Uh, number four was doing the work. And we're going to drill down into that today because it's one thing to say, to just do the work what is the work and how do we do that? Like, let's really open up the conversation because, um, you know, doing the work can just be a bit of lip service, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that we see it a lot, just doing the work. And we often find 
I think I find out, we find ourselves being, oh my God, I'm really busy today. I'm really mm-hmm. busy. You know, what, how was your day? Oh my, it was just so busy. So what did you do? I don't know. There <laughs> <laughs> was, was just busy. tabs open, but I didn't do anything. Of, <laughs> oh, don't, don't get me started on the number of tabs in my computer. But I think there's a real difference that when you know that when you've been productive as opposed to busy, mm-hmm. it's a completely different feeling, isn't it? And I Absolutely. Think doing the work, we almost need to manufacture this idea of productivity, not just busyness. Absolutely. I think, and you know, I did just say it, we're really busy at the moment. We've got a lot going on, but you're right. I like to be productive. I hate to just be busy. I don't have time to just be busy. It's unproductive. It's wasted hours. So let's start to break this down. Do the work. I think the very first thing that we need to do before we even, you know, start to put a strategy together is actually planning. Oh, absolutely. This is, I guess, the goal. We don't know whether we're productive unless we're going towards something. And the first step in any, you know, step around creating more productivity and not busyness and doing the work, you know, the right work is probably the the key thing. We want to do the right work, not just do the work. Mm-hmm. is knowing where we're going and where we are. Absolutely. And we need to know both of those things. So what's the goal is your, you know, if you're breaking it down, you work in 90-day sprints, don't you? Like- At the moment we're doing we're doing 90-day sprints. We've, we've experimented a few things and certainly, you know, when I've set annual goals, I find they're just too big and too amorphous. Like mm-hmm. I want to do a million dollars in revenue this year, right? And then you sort of get down into the weeds and I kind of, forget about it, then you turn up in October and you're like, how are we going? Yep, yep. <laughs> you're like, no, no, we're near it. So I think it's important to kind of break it down and potentially even look at this sort of exponential nature of product of growth and, and productivity um, as well. As you, sometimes you start a bit small. So if you had, you know, let's round it out to 1.2 million in revenue goal for the year or 12 million or 120 million, you don't suddenly extrapolate that to go, well, month one, I need to do a million bucks or in a hundred thousand bucks because it kind of grows on itself. And that's the kind of really interesting nature about doing the right work that it becomes cumulative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we definitely need to be honest and open with ourselves and with our team, I think, to say, guys, this is where we are right now. This is my goals for the next quarter, the next month, the next week, whatever it happened to be, the next six weeks, depending on sort of what sprint model you might be using. Mm-hmm. And then kind of map an appropriate plan to go, okay, well, here we are. So we want to go. Mm-hmm. What are we mm-hmm. going to do to get there? Absolutely. I just want to touch very quickly on, on what you were talking about there. We definitely create a 12-month goal because it does need to be broken down somehow. Otherwise, you end up thinking, oh, we're going over here, you know, somewhere on the left, and we end up over here somewhere on the right. So do can't, we definitely set our yearly goals and then in our business we break them down into eight week cycles where we do a six week sprint and a two week cool down. Um I think it doesn't matter whether it's a six week, ninety day, thirty day, whatever, right? I think it's important that you do what works for you in your business. So important to do what works for you. Okay. As long as you've got a way that it works. <laughs> as opposed to not having a way that works. Um and that's where I, I really feel that, you know, having a framework, whether it's a 90-day or a, an eight-week cycle, you know, with six and six plus two, um, 
kind of works, but so it gives you structure around productivity and deliverables that you're going to achieve in a certain time frame. Right? Yeah. We know that not having deadlines attached to things means we never feel the imperative to progress them. Absolutely. And I think it, I really want to touch on the importance of making it work for you because for years we did 90-day cycles, three-month cycles. And what I found for me personally, and let's face it, we are the drivers of the bus. We are the CEOs of our company. So we're the, you know, we are the drivers. What I found personally was that 90 days was just a bit too long and I would sort of leave a lot of our bigger projects to the end, you know, procrastinate a bit and leave them to the end of the 90-day cycle. And we worked on 30-day cycles and they just were too fast. We couldn't get our our teeth into a project. So that's how we came up with the, you know, when we heard about the eight-week cycles, we gave it a go and that's when we discovered that it worked for us. Yeah. Like I said, it, it doesn't matter. I think this, the, the next step is really getting, you know, your team involved in planning, right? We know where we want to go. That's the goal of your six-week or 90-day cycle or whatever. That's what we want to see. That's we'll, That will be our marker of success if we either hit that or see significant progress towards that particular thing and where we are. Getting your team involved in planning how you're going to achieve that outcome, I think, is critically important because if we do it in isolation, right, no one else where we go knows where we're going or what we're doing. Yeah, and it's of zero importance to them because they don't understand. And when, you you know, when there's no understanding of the big goal and the consequences and the benefits, then it's very difficult for people to get on board. Yeah. Do you have a process by which, I know you've got a much bigger team than me, mine's only um, four at the moment, but you've got a cast of thousands in... <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, your... thankfully, it's not a cast of thousands. <laughs> well, look, even if it was a cast of thousands, you'd still break it down into smaller chunks, right? Hundred percent. I don't need to suggest not everyone needs input into every single aspect of it. But you know, and what's your process for actually getting your team involved in planning uh, that six-week cycle for you? So, I don't get my entire team involved fully in our six-week cycle. And the reason is, is because if we were all having a huge meeting and everyone's heads were in there, I feel like we would just be having busy time that we were just like we were just talking about and wasting time on meetings. And meetings are a critical component of a business. They can also be a big time waster. So our goals are only shared with, I guess we would call them leadership team, although I don't have, you know, like. Um, you know, COO, CMO, we're not talking at that level, but I guess our project managers or the people that are in charge of certain departments, it's shared with them so that then they understand how they're going to push the projects. And then we do a daily stand-up, which is like five minutes is the goal, 10 minutes max of everyone coming in so that everyone knows what are the critical, you know, what are the most important projects and what are the needle movers today that we need to make sure that these projects stay on task? Yeah, we're on track. We very much the case of where does our focus need to be today? Mm-hmm. And, and I know you do a not just a daily stand up, but you do a daily recap as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm 
a little bit smaller, uh, a little bit more agile in some ways, and we do that weekly now. You know, we've had Monday, this is what we're going to do this week. Um, we do do a sort of daily huddle as well that I'm not necessarily always involved with. I get my kind of my project lead to run that one. But at the end of the week, we go, you know, what worked, what didn't work, what can we improve for next week? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and then I'm doing a fortnightly one-to-one with all of my team to make sure, you know, what's happening and are they you know, are they getting what they need to deliver the outcomes that I want as a business owner. Yeah. Let's just quickly touch on, you know, we talked about how to create a plan that works for your business, whether you're doing 12, you know, 90-day cycles, 12-month goals, eight-week, whatever it is. But also having this check-in, I think this needs to work for you. So we weren't until just recently doing daily stand-ups, realized that we needed to bring them in for a bit to get the team back on track of being very diligent about what were the important tasks and not, oh, there's a bright, shiny object here over there. Let's do that because it's a little bit more fun. So we do that as a daily stand-up, but our checkout at the end of the day is just on a Slack channel with text. So it doesn't need to be the same the same way as I work out what works for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, you get to adjust, right? The more Absolutely. projects you go through, the more important the frequency becomes. If you're probably doing less volume right now, you can probably get away with weekly. I probably wouldn't leave it monthly. Mm, but, I think that's too know, far. Yeah. I think that's too far. You know, fortnightly, weekly, you know, or, or daily is probably where you will move to once you move enough volume through and you've got one, well, you've got a, substantial beast that you now need to feed on a regular basis <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that's why you need some more, more accountability before it becomes unruly i got a question for you sam we, and we we spoke about this briefly off air again you know as the ceo would you fire yourself or give yourself a pay rise yeah and now i love it that you've asked this because this is a question that i ask myself and i also ask leon whenever we've got a project um i always say you know, if you were the CEO, well, I am the CEO, but if I was the CEO and looking at myself as the third person, would I fire myself or give myself a pay rise? I would definitely give myself a pay rise. But it's a really great filter to work through, okay, well, would I be happy with an employee that had, you know, completed that project in the way that I did or the way that that other person did? I, I love this filter it's very easy then to see yourself in the third person and say, all right, this needs to be changed. We need to change a focus here. I need more support in this area, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk um, briefly. I want to raise this, Sam, around accountability uh-huh. because it's one thing to have the plan and potentially you've identified the needle movers right? you, and you potentially you and or your team or your leadership team have identified a whole bunch of different needle movers, right? Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. want to sort of really filter those down to the one or two actual projects that you're going to focus on for that mm-hmm. six weeks, right? You're not going to yep. suddenly pick up 38 projects. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Because that's not going to happen. If you do, if you do come up with 38 projects, there's no way that you can get that done. So it's about, you know, even if you do brain dump or brainstorm 38 projects, then it's about, okay, well, what's the one to three projects that we're going to focus on on this quarter? Yeah. And, you know, where you're going is then how are we going to, we've talked about how do we keep our team accountable, but how are we going to keep ourselves accountable? And this is so crucial because we are the drivers of our bus. Yeah. I think the interesting thing about even just the project selection itself, let's put accountability, just to put a pin in it for a moment. But the thing about 
finding which projects you're going to work on. I think it ultimately doesn't really matter as long as you're making progress towards something because if you start making progress towards something, it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. And then the next cycle, you'll pick another project, mm-hmm. which will mm-hmm. also move the needle forward. But it's the propensity, I guess, to try and work on 700 things at once mm-hmm. means mm-hmm. we don't go anywhere. Can I just say, though, I want to call you out on something you just said, that it doesn't really matter what the project is. I did have a client many years ago who every 30 days his project was, oh, I've worked through this stuff, I need to update my website. And every month it came up over and over again. Oh, I've changed my direction, I've changed my message, I've got clarity on this, change my website. No, just <laughs> you do not need to change your website every 30 days. Now look at my and website, that is your so major project. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? I mean, that we have covered that in an episode that you don't even need yep. a website to do sales. But you do need to make sure that your projects are going to move the needle in the direction that you're trying to get to. Yeah, of your goal. But that's the thing, that, yep. that's important, right? We know what our goal is. We've identified some projects that move towards it. Just pick one and, and make sure it's executed to completion, not sort totally. of like, oh, I've got halfway, but now I'm at the end of the month, so I won't do anything else and I'll abandon that, right? Yeah. That's, that, that's where we start to stagnate. But coming back to that accountability piece, just to take that, you know, bring back that pin, how do you see, keep yourself accountable? You can use some really simple and easy techniques. Tell me some of your techniques, Tim. Um, like a post-it note stuck to my computer screen. Mm-hmm. Right? It says... This is the thing. And every time I look at it, I go, have I done something towards that today? Have I done the have thing? I, have I done that thing? There it is right there. You know, if I haven't done that thing, then maybe I haven't been productive to it. I haven't sort of moved the needle. Right? Yeah. Another way you can do it, you know, go into your calendar for the next six weeks, 90 days, whatever, and block out some time every single day. Mm-hmm. Half an hour, 15 minutes, an hour. It doesn't really matter how much you do, but if you've got that thing and you spend that time doing that activity, you'll get closer to your goal than if you don't. And make that mm-hmm. sacred, right? Yeah. Don't let other things overlap that. Don't suddenly go, oh, well, I can take a meeting because I can move that thing. Sorry, customer, mm-hmm. I'm busy at that time. Mm-hmm. I've got something else on, right? And commit to it and have the diligence to commit to it. Mm. Report Absolutely. back to somebody. Get yourself a coach if you don't have one and announce it to them, whether it's a single coach, whether it's a community that you're involved with and say, this is what I've committed to mm-hmm. right? and ask for someone to hold you accountable for it. Absolutely. I have a coach as you do. We spoke about it last week. I've got numerous coaches and my business coach each week's training is in my calendar. I do not miss it for anything because that's important for me as the coach to help be able to help my clients. I need to make sure that I'm always ahead of the curve. So, you know, I've seen over the years in different programs I've been in people that don't show up. I remember you and I had the same coach for a little while and you and I, I think, were the only two people in the whole community that consistently showed up every week besides maybe one or two other people. And that was like, you know, 50, 60 people in that community. And we were the There was only about five of us that showed up diligently week after week after week. And guess what? <laughs> the <laughs> results, guess where the results were? <laughs> because that was in our calendar as importance. So it's not just about being accountable to deliverables or, or whatever it is, but whatever is important to moving the needle needs to be in your calendar, needs to be blocked out. Yeah. 
Why do you reckon that people don't do it? We're talking about self-sabotage here. Mm -hmm. You've got your goals. You've got a plan. You know what you need to do. You've potentially got some accountability and a system to kind of go and meet this. What do you think people stops people from doing it? As I said, you know, out of that group of 60-odd you know, members, you know, with that particular coach, there was only five people turned up. So presumably okay. 55 have decided it's not as important. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I think that there's a lot of fear and it can be either moving away from fear or moving towards. So it's either a fear of success, like what if I achieve this success and I can't sustain it? It sounds weird, but I see it a lot. Like what if I actually get there and I can't sustain it? Or what if I get there and I realize I'm not good enough? Or what if I can't get there in the first place? Or, you know, if I don't show up, I don't need to be accountable, which makes me feel better about myself. There's lots and lots of different ways, but it's usually some sort of mechanism to keep yourself safe. Yeah, I think that self-sabotage is an interesting one that, you know, you're moving towards a space that you've never been in before. Mm -hmm. And that will be different from where you are right now and unknown. And mm-hmm. where you are right now, and well, I've been here before, this mm-hmm. is just a little bit safer so I can kind of hang out on here and, and kind of be okay. So in many ways, you're right. It is actually sort of both a fear of, of success and a fear of failure at the same time. What if I totally. don't? Well, well, you definitely won't if you don't try. Totally. I was sharing with you before we started recording that I had a session with one of my coaches yesterday and it was, I literally had sweaty hands before the call because I knew I had to deliver on some numbers. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know where this is going to go. But here's the thing. If you don't bring into the light those things, you know, the really important numbers or needle movers and it stays in the dark, you'll never get there. You need to bring it into the light of day so you can create a plan or a strategy to move forward. Yeah, And sometimes you- that makes you feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. And when you've got this, doing the work actually just seems really easy. You can probably even take half the day off because you've done the work that moves you towards the goal. Absolutely. Definitely Friday's off. Definitely Friday's off and definitely before three. (laughs) (laughs) So we've talked about a little bit of a fear of, of holding you back, but you know, there are a lot of things that are happening in people's worlds that hold them back from doing the work. And I think a lot of times it's just this overwhelm or a lack of which An overwhelm is just a lack of clarity. So not really understanding, you know, whether it's what to do next or how to make something happen can really keep people stuck. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Let's quickly recap those, you know, to do the work. Firstly, meet with your team, involve them with the planning of your goals and projects. Reverse engineer the process. Where are you now and where do you need to, where do you want to go to? Identify the projects that may fill the gap. Decide on the one project that you're going to work on. Not 82. Two in the current cycle. Put that project in your calendar and then be accountable daily to actually doing it. Absolutely. Whether you're accountable to yourself, to your business partner, to your coach, to your accountability buddy, whatever works for you. Um, You were talking before about a post-it note. I just want to give you this one little tip. Leon and I have got, we went to Officeworks and you can get these for about five or 10 bucks. The little manual counters that people use when they're counting people in a bus or going into a venue. Oh yeah, the little little clickers. Yep, the little clickers. We've got a clicker each for how many people have we spoken today? And if we haven't reached our number, guess what? 
There's no leaving the chair. We've got to get it done. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Okay. But again, simple thing to keep yourself accountable to achieving a goal, which makes you do the work. Absolutely. I want to refer as we finish up to a quote by Peter Drucker that always sticks in my mind. I think about it every single day. Show me your calendar and I'll predict your revenue. It's so important to actually have a strategy so that you can actually action that strategy and put it into place. Tim, it's been great chatting with you about this topic today. It's a topic that I really enjoy talking about because it's really the meat and potatoes behind everything that we do. We can have all these fabulous tactics and shiny new things, but at the end of the day is all about getting the work done. It's all about doing the work. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and it sparked some ideas in your mind about what you can do to move the needle in your business. That's what we're all here to do. Share with us on social what's something that really stood out for you in today's episode and let's keep the conversation going. All the links are in the show notes over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com and we will see you all next Tuesday on another episode of Influence by Design. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencedbydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com.